hello, and welcome to What's Brewing, Ceasefire. What's Brewing, Ceasefire is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISFA past president. I had planned to host with my regular co-host, Dana, but she is busy taking care of her mother today. Uh, so it's just me and you, and we'll have a little news too. Let's get this show started. And again, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's Brewing Ceasefire. Well, let's get this going with our first cups. I've already had my first cup of coffee as this is normally my lunch hour, but I decided I'll tape this ahead of time because I have other things to get done. And it's a Friday. Uh, it's a good Friday for uh, many of us. So uh, I hope you're all having a good, good Friday. And we'll have a good weekend and, you know, take time to reflect on things. So uh, I don't have a whole lot to go over today because I would have normally had banter uh, between me and Dana today. So I may just wrap up a little bit on some old news or some news after I cleaned out my email folder. Again, as I've told you, I do some organization there in my inbox that I have a folder that's called reading. And so I pre-route have rules set in my Outlook to uh, route most things that are news-type items. So the NASFA news, announcements of special alerts and ops memos from the California Student Aid Commission, information from other news sources like the Chronicle for Higher Ed, Inside Higher Ed, EdSource, a number of vendors that put out newsletters and podcasts all go into that folder. And so I cleaned out a lot of it for the news yesterday, but there was some old stuff in there or, and, and a couple new things that I thought we ought to go over today, get them out of the way, have an end of the show that probably comes a little earlier than normal. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll only have one sip today. Who knows? So let's kick it off with a few things here. Uh, but first and foremost, we are already into the baseball season, as you know, and I'm a, a baseball fan. So I was able to take in the first home Dodger game yesterday, playing the Cincinnati Reds, and I have a friend who is a big Cincinnati Reds fan and was dressed appropriately for the game. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a close game there in the middle when uh, Cincinnati came back to tie it up after about four or five innings of having a, a 3-0 lead for the Dodgers. But then it ignited uh, again, and the Dodger bats got hot. And it got cold outside, and, uh, you know, it was it was near the end of the game, so it was, it was kind of time to take it all in. It was good to see the crowd. I was surprised that it wasn't looking 100% full at any given time. There was, you could see some empty seats, but it was really full otherwise last night, and a, a very good crowd, relatively easy to get in and uh, get out of the stadium. So I was happy for that, and everyone seemed pretty happy. But, uh, you know, I'll throw this as a, not even my I dare you to, but, you know, take in a game or something if you can. Plenty of options, I'm sure, at any of your local ballparks. And some of you guys have some very nice ballparks if you're here in California, whether you're down at Petco Stadium in San Diego, which is just wonderful. Uh, if you're up there at Oracle Park in San Francisco, which I hear is wonderful, but I have yet to go. 
And uh, even the Oakland people have an interesting stadium, so really, go out and get a game if you can. And, of course, I did not forget about Anaheim and our Angels down there. Uh, I do like that stadium because the parking is relatively low cost. It's easy to get into the stadium. They have working escalators. You don't find that all over uh, Dodger Stadium, although they've made some improvements. Uh, and the food is better than some other stadiums. Uh, let's get right into the news. So uh, uh, save commentary. But if you have comments on your baseball thoughts or thoughts about baseball, please send them towards the show. Into the news we go. So some things on the state front. We have a special alert that came out uh, last week from the California Student Aid Commission. This was about learning aligned employment program agreements. So the special alert provides an update on the learning aligned employment ag- program, uh, LAEP as they call it. The new program is uh, for students at public colleges and universities. It gives them the opportunity to earn money to help defray educational costs while gaining education aligned career related employment. To participate, the schools need to submit a LAEPA agreement no later than June 30th of this year. And so it's an institutional agreement between the school and the California Student Aid Commission with the expectation that the program is implemented in the coming 2022-2023 school year. And they can, of course, be sent in. So there's some information here about who may employ students, and it includes things like nonprofits and for-profit employers, public colleges and universities themselves, and public schools. On the student employment eligibility requirements, uh, here it says here, you know, participating student will be employed in an educationally beneficial position that relates to the student's area of study, career objective, or the exploration of career objectives. Program will include and emphasize positions for students with employers that are capable of providing them with full-time employment opportunities after graduation or opportunities to connect with other employers that are capable of such. So there's a minimum to be half-time enrolled, California resident uh, classification, be maintaining academic progress, and some other things. So uh, many of us have been hearing about this for a little while. But if you don't or need more information, I'll have a link in the show notes to this special alert. It's uh, number 23 for the school year 2022. So GSA 2022-23, if you're looking it up on the special alert website. Have an ops memo here, an operations memo, put out just a couple days ago from Student Aid Commission. And this is about customer support phone hours for institutions. So the ops memo from Student Aid Commission and the update has an update here for telephone support hours for institutions. This would include, of course, high schools, colleges, and universities. And this goes into effect next week, Monday, the 18th. So the schedule continues to provide customer support during the core business hours uh, to internal and external customers, including responding to emails. So just so you have an idea, uh, the support now is Monday through Thursday, 9 to 12, and 1 to 4, and Fridays from 9 to 12. It does say here, though, the commission, CSAC, the California Student Aid Commission, all the same, may offer extended phone hours during peak periods to provide additional support. A communication will be sent at those times if that's done. 
And so if you need to get a hold of someone at the student aid commission, again, nine to 12 and one to four Monday through Thursday and Fridays, nine to 12. One last grants ops memo that came out a couple days ago. This was regarding new competitive Cal grant award offers for the current school year. So this is an, as announced in an earlier uh, memo on this in an effort to increase participation rate for eligible students, the uh, Student Aid Commission recycled unpaid competitive awards on March 31st, and now is offered some new awards. So a total of 3,760 new eligible students have been offered a 2021-2022 competitive award, and about 11,000 students of the 13,000 awards have been paid to date. So we're, we're hoping, again, always to try to hit as close to that 13,000 across the state competitive awards paid out. It just makes best use of state money. So again, another ops memo that just came out a matter of days ago. Some things in the broader scheme of financial aid going on. Sorry about that. Uh, cough drop. Uh, uh, there was a book review, uh, another book review. Thank goodness NASA is doing this too. So uh, they have a whole book review series, it seems like. And there was a new book, uh, and this is one I'll probably buy, called Pursuing Quality, Access, and Affordability, A Field Guide to Improving Higher Education. And anytime I can find a book like this, uh, these are the kinds of things I like to read about. I even like reading about the ones that sound a little down, like, you know, uh, higher education is broken or uh, how we don't need it or stuff like that because it's good to see all points of view. And sometimes you get an idea of at least why you're thinking certain ways and you have to know the author is not as alone probably. So when they talk about the devaluing of uh, higher education or why uh, we've over-credentialed some positions or why does everyone need a degree to do jobs that don't require a degree, you know, the overvaluing of higher education. Uh, so this book's an interesting one here. So this is a book titled, again, Pursuing Quality, Access, and Affordability, A Field Guide to Improving Higher Education. Uh, the author is Stephen Ehrman, and he examines three challenges that nearly all colleges and universities face, and that includes you know, improving the learning outcomes of students, expanding equitable access to higher education, and making academic programs more affordable. So this review was done by Jacob Smith, the Senior Financial Aid Counselor at the Milwaukee School of Engineering. I know that school. It's also known as MSOE, Milwaukee School of Engineering. Good school there. So it's good to see he has a nice review here. I don't want to go all into it. I just want to let you know the book is available at a reasonable price at your local booksellers or at those gigantic ones that are online. You can find it there too. And then thinking about books, there is one other book I'll put out there that I just saw, uh, and this one is aimed mostly at professionals. This one comes from ACRO, the American, uh, you know, the admissions, American admissions college. Oh, goodness, I'm not even going to get it close today, am I? I better look this one up. ACRO, A-A-C-R-A-O. You know, they are the association for our 
admissions, uh, counseling reps and such, and they handle a lot of the stuff around admissions, which also sometimes can include financial aid. So you have to kind of keep that in mind when I talk about ACRO and this book that's just come out here. Uh, it's It really is, you know, more than just admissions. And when we think of admissions, even uh, from a viewpoint of, you know, community colleges, it really does have more to do than just filling out an application. It's about looking at financial aid and affordability and such. And so it really, you know, it really gets to be uh, quite a bit more extensive. So this is the American Association of Collegiate Registrars and Admissions Officers. Thank goodness I finally figured that out. Well, what happened here is they put out a book called The Basic Guide to Financial Aid by Stephen McDowell. And uh, you can find it through their website at about $100 because this is a book aimed at professionals. And the guide here covers, you know, integral parts of financial aid, everything from eligibility, student financial aid programs, the delivery process, reporting and common requirements, and some training resources. If you go out to uh, that Amazon uh, people, uh, you know, website, you'll find a Kindle version available for about half price, about 50 bucks, just to let you know. Uh, but it's a brand new book put out. And again, uh, it's really aimed at the professional, uh, whether in admissions or even maybe some new financial aid people or sort of some mid-tier people uh, to learn about the basics of financial aid. Okay, that's the last of the book reviews, thank goodness. Let's uh, turn ourselves to uh, just a couple last articles here. In particular, I saw this. This was always good news. Chick-fil-A, wonderful sandwiches. Uh, they have awarded $24 million in college scholarships and nearly 12,700 employees. This was reported out on the Higher Ed Dive. So they've invested in scholarships for these employees across the country. The scholarships can be applied to any area of study at any accredited university. So according to the press release, 2,200 of the scholarships are funded from sales from the chain's bottled sauces, launched in 2020 and available at select retailers. I do believe I saw the Chick-fil-A sauce at a local grocery mart I was at. Since its large retail sales of the bottled sauces contributed more than $6.4 million to their Remarkable Futures Scholarships Program. You know, and again, more restaurants are adding these kind of benefits, you'll see. And again, it's hopefully to uh, cut down on what they call their quit rate, right? roughly, you know, twice that of the overall economy. Nearly 40% of restaurants say that are understaffed. And that would include Chick-fil-A's. So definitely something to look at. Uh, just to let you know, I mean, uh, you see the good news out there that companies are coming forward in different ways and don't expect them all to be handing out free college per se or, you know, scholarships to every single person or whatever. I mean, uh, letting you uh, out for what, four years from your job to uh, go to school, but uh, it's sometimes incrementalism and a little pressure from one to another because we are in that, you know, great resignation, great quitting time. And so, Smart employees are going around looking for better deals, and it may not always be the money that's on the table. It may be these other benefits. A 
last couple news items here. This was an interesting one only because I know of the center here. Uh, so the Hope Center, which is at Temple University and uh, ran by Sarah Goldrick Robb, uh, an author of a book or two that I'm sure we've discussed here on the show. Apparently, um, there's been some uh, complaints there, and so they're having an inquiry done by an outside firm uh, to know if there's some issues, I guess, at the center. So apparently it's been requested, and so I hope all things are good there. They do quite a bit of, you know, research and such on affordability of college. And again, the book put out by Sarah Golder Grab was a very good read. Uh, definitely worth um, uh, reading if you haven't read it. I'll see if I can find the name of that book in a second here because I know I bought it. Yes, it's Paying the Price. College Costs Financial Aid. And the betrayal of the American dream. So you can see it has a point of view. But it was a good read. And again, it helps you understand from, a, a, as I remember the book, a number of example students, the types of uh, work that had to be done for these students in their lives to get into school, continue with school, and in some cases, not always being able to continue through school. Uh, and how, again, how we finance college uh, on a broad perspective, let alone on an individual perspective, uh, can sometimes uh, mean that even small financial costs or unexpected emergencies can derail an education. So just to let you know about that. Lastly, let me see, do I have one last thing here on the list? No, that was the last thing I really needed to cover. Let's take a little bit of music, come back for a quick round up here on the show and get us going for our weekends. And like that, it's only a one cup day, everybody. So we're going to just give you a real quick here. Last sip. See, that was a very quick last sip. Again, no no Dana here to co-host with, so the show is a little short, but that's okay. I'm sure that means everyone can get on with their weekend and listen to other podcasts, assuming I'm not your only podcast. What's my I dare you to for everyone? Well, I have to say here, everyone, after doing some financial aid training, uh, both uh, on campus some general customer service training, which went really well, that I didn't have to speak to. I, I wasn't a speaker. I was there to, to learn, and it was very wonderfully done. And then uh, doing some training this week, we had our Financial Aid 101, two half days put on by CISFA with the help of the uh, Foundation for California Community Colleges. And this is just something I'm going to put out there for all of us, and I think we did a very good job this time with all of our presenters. But really... Uh, in general, when I think of all the multitude of meetings that I sit through and trainings and workshops, we are all, everyone, too deep into this world of work in a virtual world, virtual meetings, virtual workshops and presentations that we need to hear not so good audio from people who 
either don't know how to work a microphone or realistically the microphone is on your computer and it's, you know, at the bottom of the computer or it's under your desk or it's who knows where it is, but it sounds awful. I really do implore people. You like listening to good music, I hope, although I'm not going to judge everyone's taste because you really don't want that coming out of me today. Uh, but really, if you, we start to enjoy better music and sound, you know the difference between being in a large room with a good audio system and a bad audio system when you're trying to hear a presenter, whether you have any hearing issues at all or not. I implore everyone, because of that, get yourself a good microphone. They do not cost that much. You don't need to be fancy like I use here to do the podcast. Yes, this is probably overkill, but I know some people on my campus have better setups than me. Maybe they started a little earlier during the uh, uh, pandemic on buying better equipment. But there are also AV type of people that are either doing podcasts or uh, voiceovers on uh, video and video clips and stuff or professors who are doing the same. Spend a little bit of money. They make microphones specifically that plug right into your computer through the USB, like all your other peripherals, like, you know, webcams, external uh, hard drives, or we'll call it data storage. You can find these microphones for reasonable prices from among a number of uh, sellers. Yes, you can use the big box uh, sellers online. You may find it at your local department store, like a Target or a Walmart. You just have to see what is the output. Is it what they consider to be USB? Means it plugs right into your computer and generally you work right with your computer. Is it a standard microphone that has that uh, three-prong uh, connector in the back? That takes a little bit more work for certain. But certainly gives you more options down the line. Either way you go. Do please consider that. And then on top of that, I'll just throw in there my dare you to uh, is to look at better headphones. You know, earbuds are fine. You know, I mean, they do serve a purpose. They do tend to work well. AirPods, I do like the concept of them, but I'm not big into uh, uh, wireless headphones that much. I do like my stuff wired. Uh, but certainly they've improved the sound. My concern has always been my ears for whatever reason don't hold buds very well. I move my head just a little bit. I don't even have to be talking and they want to fall out. So I could never be a, you know, a rock and roll musician on stage because nowadays all musicians on a stage are wearing some kind of in-ear monitor. And so I, I would never be able to do that and sing at the same time. Not that anyone wants to hear me singing. In fact, you're probably getting tired of hearing me talk. So guess what, everyone? This is all we're going to do today. We're going to move on, and don't worry, there will be episodes next week, and maybe I'll get Dana to do both episodes next week. So I want to thank you, our audience, for tuning in, and as always, if you have something to say or you have topics you want us to discuss, email us at wbcisfa at gmail.com. You can always find this in all episodes on Google Podcasts, your Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and a tune-in app on your Amazon Echo by using Alexa. What's Brewing Cisfa is a production of Studio 1051, a creative collaboration of me and Dana Yarbrough. 
And this has been episode number 175, recorded Friday, April 15th, 2022. Have a great day, everyone, and have a great weekend.